If a group of people who designated the Karim Pesach for themselves, they were all part of one Chabura, one group for the Karim Pesach, and they lost their Karim Pesach, and the members of the group said to one of those people, one of the members of the group, go out and search for the Karim Pesach which we lost, search for that animal, and slaughter it for us if you find it, then slaughter the Karim Pesach with all of us in mind. And he went to Motza, he found the Karim Pesach, the Shachat, and he slaughtered it on behalf of all of them. However, in the meanwhile, the Heim Lokhu, they also bought another Karim Pesach, whilst they were waiting for this person to come back. And they indeed slaughtered that as their new Karim Pesach. So the Halacha is that if they work out and they realize that this messenger, he slaughtered the original Karim Pesach first, before the rest of the group slaughtered their new Karim Pesach. So he slaughtered it on behalf of everybody. So that worked for everybody. They became part of that group. They remained part of that group. And so who is He eats from his own Karim Pesach, which he slaughtered. And all of the other members also eat from that Karim Pesach because they were all part of that group. Whereas the second Karim Pesach, that was totally invalid when it was slaughtered. Because all of the members had already had a Karim Pesach slaughtered on their behalf. So the second Karim Pesach which they slaughtered would be invalid and it would have to be burnt. Just like every Karim Pesach which is slaughtered but has no members. On the other hand, if their Karim Pesach was slaughtered first, so they didn't do that on behalf of the other person. They did that only on behalf of themselves. So they would eat from their own Karim Pesach because by slaughtering that new Karim Pesach, they're effectively saying that they are removing themselves from being part of the original Karim Pesach. And they're allowed to do that as long as that hasn't been slaughtered yet. And they designated a new Karim Pesach to slaughter for themselves. On the other hand, the first guy, the messenger who was sent to search for the original Karim Pesach, so he wasn't part of their Karim Pesach. So when he slaughtered his, that worked for him alone because everybody else had already slaughtered something else. And so he would eat from his own Karim Pesach, which was valid only for him. If it is not known which of them was slaughtered first, or they slaughtered both of the carbonus at the same time, or at least roughly the same time. So certainly, he, the messenger, can eat from his own Karim Pesach, because as we just saw, whether his was slaughtered first, or the other people's was slaughtered first, his is always valid for himself. However, the other people do not eat the Karim Pesach with him, because it could be that theirs was slaughtered first, in which case they are not part of the other group, of the original group, of the original Karim Pesach. On the other hand, they can't eat from their new Karim Pesach in case the first Karim Pesach was slaughtered first, which would mean that they are part of the original Karim Pesach's group. And so Vishalahen, their Karim Pesach, which they slaughtered, Yetzel Vishasrefa, they would end up needing to be burnt because no one would be able to eat it. However, they are exempt from bringing a Karim Pesach a month later on Pesach Sheni because at the end of the day, they were part of a group on a Karim Pesach and the Karim Pesach was bought it was offered that, they're just not sure if they were actually part of that Karim Pesach. Only one of the animals was actually bought as a Karim Pesach. But since there's at least a 50-50 chance that that was the Karim Pesach which they were part of, and even if it wasn't, at least they were designated and part of a group of a Karim Pesach, so that already is enough to exempt them from bringing another Karim Pesach for Pesach Sheni. The mission now brings the exact opposite case, Omar Hen. He, the messenger who went to search for a Karim Pesach, said to everybody else, if, I d- if I'm delayed and I don't return with a Karim Pesach by such and such a time, 
then you, you should go out and slaughter another Karim Pesach also on my behalf. So they didn't say anything to him, but he told them to slaughter a Karim Pesach on his behalf. Meanwhile, this messenger went and he found the original Karim Pesach and he slaughtered it on behalf of everybody. And the other members also brought a Karim Pesach and slaughtered it on everybody's behalf. So in Shalahen, Ishkat Rishain, if their Karm Pesach was slaughtered first, then Hinechim Shalahen, they would eat from their Karm Pesach, Vehuechel Imahen, and he would eat it with them, because they slaughtered it on behalf of him as well, just like he told them to. And since that was slaughtered first, so he was part of that group, whereas his own Karm Pesach, which is slaughtered second, was totally invalid, because he was already part of the other Karm Pesach. If the messenger's Karim Pesach was slaughtered first, so he would eat from that Karim Pesach, but he did not slaughter it on behalf of everybody else. Which means that when the other people slaughtered their Karim Pesach, that was totally valid for them. So therefore they would eat from their own Karim Pesach which they brought. If it is not known which of them was slaughtered first, or they both or they slaughtered both of them at roughly the same time, so they, the other members of the group, can eat from their Karim Pesach, because whatever order the things happened, they would be valid for their own Karim Pesach. However, he, the messenger, cannot eat it with them, because it could be that he slaughtered his own one first, in which case he removed himself from the rest of the group, and he was not part of the other Karim Pesach. But at the same time, he cannot definitely eat his Karim Pesach, which he slaughtered by himself, in case the rest of the group's Karim Pesach was slaughtered first, also on his behalf. And therefore, the messenger's Karim Pesach, which he slaughtered only for himself, would need to be burnt, since there is nobody to eat it. But once again, a Pesach Pesachini, he would be exempt from bringing a Karim Pesach a month later on Pesach Sheini. Now what happens if Omar Lohen if the messenger told them that if they slaughter a Karim Pesach, they should do it on his behalf as well, and the rest of the group told him as well to also slaughter it on behalf of them if he finds it. So the halach is, everybody would eat from whichever Karim Pesach was brought first, because it was brought for everybody. And of course, the second Karim Pesach would be burnt, because nobody is part of that group. Then Enyod Dua Izmenich Rishain. But if it's not known which of them was slaughtered first, then Shnei both of them need to be burnt, because either of them could be the second one which was slaughtered. Now also in this case they would be exempt from Pesach Sheini. Now what happens if If he didn't tell them to slaughter it on his behalf, and they didn't tell him to slaughter it on their behalf. So in this case, neither of them are responsible for the other group, or for the messenger, and so if they both slaughter it, it would actually end up being totally fine. Both of them would be valid, the messenger would eat his own Karim Pesach by himself, and everybody else would be part of their own group as well, who would bring the Karim Pesach separate from the messenger. Mr. Yud, even once somebody is part of a group for a Karim Pesach, he is allowed to change groups up until the stage where the Karim has actually been slaughtered. However, this is only the case if the group which he is joining always had members as part of that group. There was never a moment where there were no members of that group. And so the Mishnah says that If there are two groups who have two different Karmanis Pesach, and they get mixed up, and they're not sure which Karim Pesach belongs to which group. So one possible solution which I might have thought of would be that each group should take one animal, and since you're anyway allowed to change groups, so they should make a condition. They should say, if this Karim Pesach was ours all along, if it's really ours, then fantastic. But if this is really the other group's Karim Pesach, then we are now joining that other group, being part of their carbon, and the other group would say exactly the same thing. Now the reason why that solution would not work is because it would come out 
that there was a moment where there was nobody who was part of the group. Because if all of the members of the group say that we're now joining the other group, so the regional Korn Pesach now has no owners. There's nobody who's part of that group. Until the point where the other group will join and change to be part of that Korn Pesach. But by that time, it's already too late. So what is the real solution, says the Mishnah? The members of group one, let's say, they pull one of the animals towards them. They take one of the Korbanis Pesach, and the other group also takes the other animal. And then, one member of group one joins group two, and one member of group two joins group one. So let's say you've got ten people in group one, ten people in group two, one member of group 1 joins group 2, and one member of group 2 joins group 1. And then, then the nine members of either group says to the one member who is now joining them, If this current Pesach which we just took is really ours, then your hands are being pulled from your group, and you're now pointing yourself as part of our group. Meaning, you're now changing groups to be part of our group. And if this animal is really your Korm Pesach, it's part of your original group, then then we are now pointing ourselves on your Korm Pesach. We're joining your group. And this is a good solution because only nine of the members of the group said that. So one of the members remained as part of the original group. So there's never a moment where either of the Korm Pesach has no owner at all. Continues the mission of The same would apply if you have five groups of five members each. Or if you have, let's say, ten members, ten groups with at least ten members each. So they would pull one member of each group to be part of the new group. And they would say the same formula as the mission described above. Meaning you would have to have new groups where every group has at least one member of all of the original groups. So let's say you had group 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and each of those groups had five people. You now need to make five new groups where each group would have one member from group 1, one member from group 2, one member from group 3, 4, and 5. And then you would say the same formula as the mission described above, and that way you would make sure that there was never a time where there was no member at all on one of the carbonos. So in the previous Mishnah, the cases all worked out perfectly because there were at least the number of members of each group as there were a number of groups. Meaning in the case where there were, let's say, five groups, there were at least five people in each group. So you can now make five new groups, making sure that in each group, there is a member of each of the original groups. But what happens if you have a case where, let's say, two people whose Korban is Pesach gets mixed up. So you have two people who each designated a Korban Pesach for themselves and themselves alone. So now you've got two groups, and in each group there's only one person. So you can't start switching around, and one person joins the other group, and the other person joins the other group, because here there are less members per group than there are number of groups. So the Mishnah says that really you can use exactly the same solution, but you have to add in one more stage. And that is, Firstly, like in the previous Mishnah, the, let's say you've got two people, Reuven and Shimon. So Reuven should take one of the Korbanis to him, and Shimon should take the other Korban next to him. And then, this is the stage which we add, Reuven appoints with him somebody else from the marketplace, meaning he gets somebody else to join his group. And Shimon does the same thing. He appoints somebody else from the marketplace, somebody else who is part of a different group or not yet part of any group, 
he gets him to join his group. And then the rest of the Mishnah is exactly the same formula as the previous Mishnah. Zeba Itzel Zeh. One of the members of each group goes to the other group. Either Ruven or Ruven's new member joins Shimon's group for Zeba Itzel Zeh. And then one of the original members of Shimon's group, either Shimon or the new member of Shimon's group, he joins Ruven's original group. And this is what they would say, meaning this is what Ruven and Shimon would both say to the new member who came from the other group. So let's say you've got Ruven and Shimon. Ruven gets Levi to join his group, and Shimon gets Yehuda to join his group. And then Levi goes from Ruven's group to Shimon's group, and Yehuda goes from Shimon's group to Ruven's group. So then Vakachim Omrim, this is what Ruven and Shimon would say to their new members. So in our example, Ruven would say to Yehuda, who came from Shimon's group, and Shimon would say to Levi, who came from Ruven's group, If this animal is really my carbon Pesach, then that you should join my group now, you should leave your original group and be appointed on my carbon. But if this animal is really your carbon Pesach, then I am now removing my hands. I'm removing myself from my original group, and I am being appointed on your carbon Pesach. The final parak of the Masechta discusses the process and what was done on the first night of Pesach, Seder night. All the various mitzvahs, such as the four cups of wine, eating matzah, the manishtana, eating the karm pesach during the time of the Beit HaMikdash. And the Mishnah begins by talking about what applies before the Yom Tov of Pesach begins. Are Pesachim, on Erev Pesach, Samuch Mincha, close to the time of Mincha. Now the time for davening Mincha, which is really corresponding to the time where the afternoon korban tomid was brought every day, this time period is split into two. From half an hour after midday, for three hours, until two and a half hours before nightfall, that three-hour period is known as Mincha Gedela, whereas the last two and a half hours of the day, before it becomes night, that is known as Mincha Ketana. So from nine and a half hours into the day until twelve hours, that's Mincha Ketana. The Mincha which we are referring to in the Mishnah is indeed Mincha Ketana, and when we say close to the time of Mincha Ketana, we mean within half an hour. So half an hour before the beginning of Mincha Ketana, is the same as saying nine hours into the day, or three hours before night and Yom Tov begins. So from that time, a person should not eat until it becomes dark. The reason being so that when he comes to eat the matzah, which is one of the main mitzvahs of the Seder night, he'll eat it with an appetite, and he won't already be full from food which he ate a couple of hours previously on Erev Pesach. Next halach of the Mishnah. On Seder night, it is a mitzvah that everybody leans, at least while they're drinking the wine and eating the matzah. It's a sign of freedom, and the Mishnah says that so much so that if should be Israel, even a poor person amongst Tal Yisrael, cannot eat until he leans, meaning even he needs to lean and needs to feel and express that sense of freedom. And as well as that, the people in charge of the charity funds of that city cannot provide the poor person with anything less than four cups of wine. They need to make sure that he has the ability to fulfill those mitzvahs. But even if he is so poor that he is supported by the tamchoy, which literally means the serving plate, and it refers to the city's tzedakah fund, which was for people who were so poor they couldn't even support themselves for a day. So every day they received some money from this tamchoy. So even if that person is so poor, that it's hard to call him free, 
Nevertheless, on the first night of Pesach, there is a mitzvah for every Jew to feel the freedom, to feel that he left Mitzrayim, and so the Tzokafan need to make sure that they provide this for even the extremely poor people.